Can you hear Sammy yelling? Sammy, get up on the bed. Here. Stop yelling. Get up on the bed. Go on. Go. Go. Oh my gosh. You're insane. And there's one old, old cat. Chatty Tabby. Yeah. Yeah, he does this. He was locked out of the room. I thought opening the door would help. I might have to get him out again. We'll see. Give it a minute here. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I don't know. I thought you were busy. Really? Well, technically I was, but it was not scheduled busyness. So thank you for breaking <laughs> okay. me out of that. It's a very intense poem I'm reading. It's about, no worries. you know, post-traumatic stress with everything going on. And it's not thinly veiled. So it's a lot. So thank yeah. you for the break. I could I could use the break for sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm just sitting here. I was just like looking at TikToks, eating gummy worms. Yeah. Yeah, dumbass. Living the dream. So like, Living the yeah. dream. Yeah. <laughs> I got I got these um they're like the regular like trolley, you know, sour crawlers, whatever they're called. Yeah. The, the little gummy worms, right? Mm-hmm. But I got, because they had them um, on sale, the, like, Halloween packs. And I guess I've never bought Halloween packs before, and I wanted them because I was like, oh, it's like, I can eat one pack of them. They're only, like, 50 calories. You can kind of, like, not overeat them. And I opened them, and they're, and I shared this in our Discord, but they're so little. They are. They're, they're quite tiny. tiny. They're yeah. half the size of a normal one, and it makes me so happy. Have you seen the the gummy worm ad for the trolley gummy glowworms? Yeah, it freaks me out. Is it the the like skeleton one thing? No, I'm talking about the one with with the tree with Groot, where they eat his hand. (laughs) Yeah, but well, like it's kind of like a skeleton. I guess in my mind, I was thinking he was like a skeleton. But yes, that's the one I'm referring to as well. (laughs) I'm like, there's another. Oh no, that's terrible. No, 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 no. We're thinking of the same one. We just described it a different way because like. (laughs) <laughs> to me, it was, ugh, yeah. Yeah, I don't like that commercial, but I love, I'm a big fan of sour candies and stuff. Sour candy is good. I do. I do enjoy a good sour candy. I'm a lemonhead guy. Like, that's that's the, gotcha. that's the best. Love me some lemonheads. Yeah, I, I saw this, like, guy talking about, like, a, a snack that you can have that's, like, not, I mean, it's still sugar, but, like, it's not going to, like, be way too many calories because a lot of this stuff is, like, ugh, it's, like, so much. Yeah. And I'm not calorie counting, but I'm just being mindful of things. And he he mentioned um, fruit roll-ups. Oh, interesting. Really good. Huh. And they're, yeah, a fruit roll-up is only, like, 50 calories. I never would have considered a fruit roll-up a healthy alternative to anything because, man. It's, yeah, I mean, it's it, it's not healthy. Like, that's that's a big, big part of, like, you have to, like, they're, they aren't healthy, but they're just lower in calorie than, yeah. like, a lot of these other things. Like, the same with, like, Twizzlers. Um, anyway, these little packs of sour gummies that I got, too. That's so. cool. Like, fruit roll-ups are the string cheese of Halloween candy. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> you can eat them however you want. You can either bite the whole thing or, you, you know, like a savage, or you can, like, peel it off and make the shapes and stuff like they Agreed. What what would you consider off the top of your head your favorite of the fruit roll-ups? Oh, man. Uh, cherry. Like, flavoring, I mean. Cherry's the best. Oh, uh, no. I, see, you know what I love? What's I that? love the tie-dye. Hmm. I love the, like, mix of flavors, like the accidental oops all berries of fruit roll-ups. They had a wild berry that was really good at one point. Oh, yeah, that was good. I don't know if they still have that, but... Yeah. Didn't they used to put, like, little tattoos on those, too? Not only that, they put the tattoos on there. They would be tongue tattoos, so you could put them on your tongue and just leave the leave the candy there for a minute. And you take it why away, it's it, like this blue tattoo. It's really good. Why weird. is it always off? Like when they put it on the plastic. Oh, well, it's because it's mass produced. You know, they, they they can't get it right and they get it just right enough to make it seem like, oh, right, well, this is user error. Obviously, if you'd have followed the directions, it'd have gone correctly, but you didn't. So, uh-uh. yeah, because I've never successfully unrolled a fruit roll. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and fruit roll up and fruit by the foot are two totally different things. They are different and consistencies. Fr- Fruit roll-up is way better, in my I agree. opinion. I agree. It's It's got a little bit more give 
to it or yeah, a, little, yeah. a little more resistance. It's like a, have you ever had fruit leather? No. So fruit leather. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, it sounds like an old person snack because it, it, it yeah. must be. So fruit leather is basically like the precursor to fruit roll up. It doesn't come in the cool, like, you know, cellophane wrapping that you have to unroll and have fun with and everything. It's just a straight up piece of just flattened, dried fruit. And that's it. That's the fun. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't sound great. No, no. But it tastes all right. I mean, again, it's it's about consistency. So if if you yeah. think about the difference between like a fruit by the foot and a fruit roll up and the consistency there, mm-hmm. it's the same difference between a fruit roll up and the fruit leather. Oh, it okay. Tougher. It's just a weird name, I think. Yeah. Like, why did you go with that name? You're but not selling me. It so accurately describes the texture of it, I guess. <laughs> not selling me at all. No. It's the same people that, like, you know, sell you candy at barrels and, you know, call it wine candy and stuff like that. Wine candy. <laughs> Oh, man. I remember my grandparents called it that one time. I had like a, a Jolly Rancher. Because it was in a barrel? No. Because <laughs> it, it was a Jolly Rancher. And it was just like one of the individually wrapped ones. Like, oh, you got that wine candy, huh? I'm like, wine candy? What? Am I supposed to be eating this? Oh, no. What is wine candy supposed to be? It's it's just what they call it. Like the, the clear, okay. like, you know, fruit flavored type of candy. Is okay. I've yeah. never heard that term before. Why? That's interesting. I wonder if it's like a Midwest thing or like a particular region calls it that. If I had to guess, I'd say it's a Mississippi thing because my pa- my oh, grandparents were yeah. very country, so <laughs> yeah. I think they bought that Could with be. them from the south. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've never heard it, but that like Florida is like half south, half australia i guess <laughs> like like it's the wild west at the same time you know anyway. it's a little bit of everything i yeah. owe it i owe it to the fact that like you know you guys get all the retirees you know people oh yeah come down there. The crazy people, for sure yeah, exactly so anybody who survived that long enough and then gets the retirement age and says hey you know where we should go <laughs> to, to die to live out the rest of our life yeah. <laughs> Fucking, yeah. You know, that's, that's the type of mentality you're getting. And there. like, I understand wanting to get away from the cold, but I'm like, how do you guys deal with this heat? Because that's going to kill you too. And I don't know, whatever. Anyway. Anyway. On to the show. Yeah. We are talking about things. Hold on one second. Indeed. While I'm holding, I'll remind our listening audience that wine candy is... Uh, okay, I'm back. Looks like a British thing, actually. I just What's went on British Amazon thing? to, to yeah. check out wine candy, and it gave me uh, British results. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah. Wine candy. Simon, tell us if you call them wine candy. <laughs> I know you're listening. You're probably at Costco right now. Message me. Simon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He didn't give you any. He didn't give you any flack about the the shade you threw at him last episode. So I don't know, man. I don't know. Maybe he skipped listened. an episode. Mm-hmm. He he might he might be behind, but he'll get to it. Man. He'll get to it. Tell yeah. us. <laughs> <laughs> of the British snacks, I think my favorite is the Jammy Dodgers. I think those are like the pinnacle of. Oh of yeah, the yeah. British you, snacks. you you and D both love those. Man, it's good stuff. Yeah. 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 Jelly babies not sold. I don't I don't get the jelly babies. <laughs> oh man, there was some there was something like that that I was asking about recently and I can't remember what it was now off the top of my head. Anyway. Anyway. But yeah, let's get into the show. Getting we got into some it. News Word. To cover. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh there's lots of movie news. Some of it good, some of it very very not good i'm Mm. sure you guys know that we're gonna get into um okay so i want to talk about this one first because i just saw this earlier today and i both love and hate this story and it's kind of a shout out to eric crosby even though he's not listening because this is from npr and it's a man spent five i'm sorry $57,789 
of coronavirus relief aid on Pokemon cards. Okay, so let me ask you this, and this yes. is related to the story, of course. What yes. have you gotten to the part of TikTok yet, where Ooh. people live stream opening these decks of Pokemon cards or these these packages? No. Okay, so no, there's... I don't think that is my. I, everyone has a very spe- specific for you page. Mine is mostly gym stuff, depression, inspirational quotes, gay. Like, like that's. It. And then there's like the stuff that's, I guess, on everyone's page that like kind of takes off. But yeah, yeah that's. I so, ha- I don't have things like that other than maybe like the occasional Pokemon tattoo. The algorithm usually does its job, but sometimes it seems like, especially late at night. It kind of just takes a break. It takes a powder, and it's oh, like, yeah. I'm just going to show you some shit that you have no interest in whatsoever, and it's going to be a little out there. So I often hear people complaining about the fact that, like, on their For You page, when they get to, like, the live before the sponsored ad comes through, um, yeah. they get to that live stream, and it's like somebody talking about the former president in a positive way, and it's just, like, yeah, really creepy. I have- I have gotten those. I will yeah. say that. But the other the other side of that is I get those sometimes, but then the other side is I get people opening packs of Pokemon cards. And what they do is they poll their audience whether they should actually open the pack or if they should cut it in half with scissors before opening <gasps> Oh my god. And I don't know what the I point wonder is. if Eric is on that. I really want him. He would lose his shit, I think. I don't I, think he'd like it. I mean, I really hope people are like gamifying it where they already know what's in those packs because I would hate for somebody to actually live on air, cut a pack in half and have like, I don't know what the most expensive one is anymore. When I was a kid, it was the, the holographic Charizard. But right. Like, like, and that was worth what, like a hundred bucks or something. It was more than that. Like people were selling really? them for like a hundred grand, like big money. That's why now. All right. <laughs> most expensive Pokemon card. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like I said, I'm not down with that culture. I was like, Holy I dipped a toe fuck. in it once upon a time when my brother was getting into Pokemon back when the card game first came out. But yeah, since then, I I really thought it was just a dead hobby. I didn't think anybody was playing anymore. Uh, no, there's always been a a, a steady fan base for that game. Mm-hmm. Like it's definitely. I mean, it's it's had a resurgence, and I think Nintendo games have helped that a lot. Sure, they've helped carry that. Um, yeah, go in particular. Yeah. Okay, I think really so, reinvigorated right. people's interest. Yeah, I agree. I think Go is the reason why. All of this other stuff is selling very well. And I don't think it ever, I don't think Pokemon ever went away. No. It no. always had a fan base, but yeah, it, it was like, oh shit. It was like 20 somethings like me were like, oh my God, remember when we collected all of these? Like, they're so cute. <laughs> I just like the artwork. And that's, I think, I think that's half the reason why Eric got into it, but he has told me about the gaming aspect of it and that's fun. I'm sure at one, well, one point we will play, but okay. The most expensive Pokemon card. Is a 1998 Japanese promo, um, Halo. So, or, or I'm sorry, Hollow. Uh, it is Illustrator Pikachu, <laughs> and it sold. One of them sold for three hundred seventy-five thousand dollars. Wowzers. Yeah. What was the one you were saying? Uh, was expensive. Charizard, I guess. <laughs> I'm seeing if that's in the top ten anymore. Probably not. I like a little. I guess Charizard is the most expensive Pokemon. I don't know. The holographic one, it was like a big yeah. deal. And I, I know parents were suing each other if their kid bought one to school and it disappeared or something like that, you know? No, this one's a later. Yeah, I'm not seeing that on there, but yeah. Um, they are expensive. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and, and granted, a lot of these on this list are older. They're like, Early 2000s and further back. Oh, here we go. So I'm, I'm on Kotaku and yes. it says that the first edition Charizard holographic, uh, was recently sold. Looks like it was, uh, one of those CDC, mm-hmm. um, verified, uh, or CGC verified. Yeah, uh, CGC. Yeah. Um, sold in December of 2020 for $369,000. Y'all need to get laid. Like, I don't know how else to say it, but if you're spending house money on a, a Pokemon card, 
I don't care how much money you have. Something's wrong. Spending? Yes. Selling? Now that's... Oh, good for them. That's a killer move right there. If you are going through your attic at your mom's or dad's or something like that, or, you know, maybe your grandparents... Yeah, right. My mom threw all my shit out. Yeah. I mean, we moved around so much, we just lost all that stuff in the shuffle. Yeah. But if, like, say, for instance, your grandparents meant to give you a present when you were a kid, and it just completely just, you know... They forgot about it, and it, it was up in the, it was down in the basement or something like that, you know. And you unwrap it, and it's like, oh, it's one of these Charizard cards. And all of a sudden, now you've got house buying money. How awesome is that? That would be sick. I yes. love that. I bought like Pokemon starter packs or something, but I don't think it had any like. And this was just a couple of years ago. I don't think it had anything like rare or unique in it. I think it was just like a starter deck. Right. We talked but about there, this aspect of it. Like, you know, the the weird aspect of it. We talked about a few episodes ago of, like, the uh, middle-aged men marching into Target first thing in the morning and fighting over these packs and stuff like that. Oh, yes. How... One of those men is one of my best friends in the entire world. So, yeah, I, I, I'm, I, <laughs> I'm aware of this. He's, He's not, not throwing bows over him, I, I would hope. No, okay. no, no, no. He's very reasonable, <laughs> but he, he has met them upon delivery type of situation. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't buy more than, you know, he's not a dick about any of that stuff, but yeah, yeah. Eric is deep into the Pokemons. Um, so it's interesting to just like know about that via him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and of course I'm also hunting Pokemon because if I ever go into a target, I'm looking for him. So I'm constantly, like, also, if I go into a Target, if for some reason I go into a Walmart, I don't go to Walmart as much. But, you know, I will look for the specific, he sends me specific things to look for. Hmm. And he does the same for me if I have something I'm hunting. Well, but, those are yeah. those are the toys, though, right? Not the cards. Both. Oh. Also, typically, I hunt the toys for him, but mm-hmm. he collects both. So yeah. he's, he's, he's been a toy collector for... Cards, but he does like the cards. Okay, so he's been a toy collector for a long time. Um, he seems yeah. like an ethical toy collector, like we talked about last episode. He leaves one for the next guy. You know, he's not grabbing three and four yes. of the same figure. In fact, I've seen him post before, like, hey, if you're looking for this figure, mm-hmm. check out Target at blank location. And I admire that. That's 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 yeah. a, an admirable way to be a collector because you want other people to share in that same joy or you know, garner some type of income off of this hobby. Keep it alive. Keep it fun. And not, the you know, only time aggressive. I've ever seen him get multiples was when he had ordered one online and mm-hmm. then found it cheaper and then was like, I will either cancel that order or return those. That's that's the only time I've seen him do that type of thing. Yeah. And it was and it was literally like, I'm going to cancel it or I'm going to return them and it's still going to be cheaper, whatever that situation may be. Okay. So, yeah, he is very ethical about it. Um, so we circled know. the drain. Let's let's get to the meat of this story. What's going on with this one? OK, so he basically was lying about the number of employees and his company's revenue hmm. when he applied for small business aid. OK. And then um, he he got eighty five thousand dollars. Wow. Um, in loans, which I what is his company again? Because I will say that my father's company barely got shit from this, like the the payout, uh, the small bo- uh, small businesses, like. The CARES Act, yeah. Yeah, CARES Act stuff that they were giving out. Like, it was it was rough. Mm-hmm. They they anticipated getting way more than they did. Thankfully, the business survived, but it was difficult for us. Um, so, he paid... It says the majority of the money... Oh, I'm sorry. I thought that this was a guy, like, going out buying Pokemon cards, plural. Majority of the money, 57789 went to buy... A Pokemon card. Wild. Just wild. So many people. What card? Oh, it doesn't matter at this point. (laughs) Like, like that's just more curiosity than anything. I, and they would not comment on it. Mm. I, I just want, I just want to know what, 
what Pokemon card did you did you what was worth it? What was worth defrauding the government? I mean, it is kind of sad that there were so many people gaming that CARES Act already, you know, yeah. in order to get just cash in the pocket or whatever. Like at, at one point, um, it, it was expressed to me uh, that, hey, you know, you have a little bit of uh, a business going on here. You could possibly take part in this. And I'm like, I'm not really. Was that me? Yes. Going in that. <laughs> Let's commit poke fraud. Let's, Let's just... do it, Matt. <laughs> Let's commit it. Absolutely. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. I was I, like, I if they it. were Yu-Gi-Oh cards, I'm all in. Digimon, cool, maybe. But... Oh, so I do know this. I do know that Yu-Gi-Oh cards apparently garner a very, very dangerous crowd. Yes. And people get killed over them and stuff. Like, it's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. So some stores, like card stores, because I've talked to, like, the owners of those shops, like, game shops about this, they, like, ban Yu-Gi-Oh! from their stores. Blue Eyes White Dragon. My buddy, Archie, <laughs> used to host, um, of course, Mandated. He wasn't coming up with this idea on his own because he said, yeah, it was a mess. They used to do um, Yu-Gi-Oh! card battle tournaments in the back room at the Toys R Us that he worked at. And it just is like on 87th. I don't want to get the exact address. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the south side of Chicago, it doesn't exist anymore. It's gone. Um, It's been replaced by two other businesses. We always laugh about what's going to be in this building next because it still looks like a Toys R Us building. But oh yeah, yeah. Um, used to be a Pizza Hut situation. Exactly. So on the south side of Chicago, yeah, just like these kids would show up and they would bring their Yu-Gi-Oh cards and their parents would drop them off, and for three hours on a Saturday morning. They would have Yu-Gi-Oh cartoons playing on the TV in that back room, and they would have to rotate staff out of there uh, in order to watch these kids and make sure they don't get too buck wild. And, of course, don't steal anything because it's the back room at a Toys R Us. Right, 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 right. You know, be tempted, especially at that age. Like, so, there are Game Boys back there. Come on. <laughs> they got the keys to everything. Shoot. Um, surprisingly, the items that walked the most at Toys R Us – were uh diapers people would come in and steal diapers all the time that makes me very sad i'm not gonna lie no same you know that's that's awful that's one of those things like like not in uh, a they're doing something wrong kind of way in a this should not be something anyone ever has to steal in their lives sort of way same with like i know baby formula is like a top theft item they have to put it behind like, if you go to a grocery store or whatever, it's usually behind a case or something. It falls into that category of items that should never be produced for profit. Like, you know, uh, women's uh, tampons and stuff like that. Like, Oh, it- yeah. I went to Disney with my nieces and nephews. My brother and sister-in-law came down here. And uh, Disney was charging, like, 50 cents for <laughs> tampons and pads in the wow. bathrooms. And I was like, fucking mouse. Like, you can afford to just give free i know it's the cheapest shit i know you got a little shitty cardboard tampon like like this is you, you know your applicator sucks i know this is terrible you can afford to do it mm-hmm. the, the toilet paper's free it makes zero sense that it would cost like zero cents yeah it shouldn't cost anything no it should be free should. But anyway, we've we've strayed away from the pokey fraud here. Let's get back to That's it. kind of the that's kind of the end of the pokey fraud. We don't know any more about pokey fraud. Yeah. I mean, it's just a matter of like this guy doing something shady, double doubling down and doing something. He's going to go to prison for yeah. sure. Yeah. And for all yeah. things a Pokémon card, I don't think that's going to go over very well once he gets to prison prison. I don't think they're really going to be like, "Oh, yeah, you know, you're cool, you're one of us." It's like, "Oh, this is the guy in here for 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 buying Pokemon cards with money that should have gone to his employees. I don't know, maybe people saved... maybe people play Pokemon in prison. I don't know. I imagine, it, like you said, that would be a violent endeavor if something like that was allowed. Oh, I'm not saying I recommend doing it. I'm just <laughs> saying that they they might find a way. Step one: Don't like, go to prison. Step two: If you <laughs> do find yourself there, don't get involved in if, the Yu-Gi-Oh card ring or the pokemon card ring. what if they like yeah what if they have like an underground trading and everything <laughs> i love this idea of just a bunch of grown men just secretly trading charizards and stuff 
So I don't know if I shared this in the Discord, but I, I know I did in the uh, Chicago Nerds Discord. We were talking about uh, there was a, a a video on the the Vice uh, the Viceland uh, YouTube channel where they were talking about a couple that actually did this professionally, and in the video they interviewed did Pikachu. Did what professionally? They like traded, uh, sold, oh, and, and bought Pokemon gotcha. cards. So they had yeah. like a safe in their home. There's a whole room dedicated to. Pokemon cards and everything like that. But they, they stopped at one point in the video and they interviewed Pikachu and Pikachu took his head off and he's like, yes, I'm actually a, uh, a retired cop. I'm a, <laughs> I'm here to just make sure nothing gets out of control because we've had some issues in the past and they hired me. So my question with a game like that is how, how do you know when is the, when the time is to sell. And I always think about this with stocks, with anything. Like, when do you know when it's time to cash in, be done with this? Yeah, I mean, honestly, same. You know, I I don't know. That would freak me out. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's an anxiety just uh, magnet working in in, with this type of stuff, whether it be trading stocks, whether it be getting in on Bitcoin and that sort of thing. Like, anything of this this nature where it's not like, all right, I'm just going to, plant my seed i'm gonna watch it grow you know it's like oh well you got to get rid of it at the right time if you don't strike while the iron's hot you're gonna just be left with something that's worth nothing you know right right and that freaks me out same i'm not like a risk taker on that level I, i don't i don't gamble or anything like that like i've been around you know i've had friends that have been gambling and stuff and i'm just like i don't get this like this is this seems like a, a way to waste money to me. I don't it play is. the lottery. I don't do all that stuff typically. It is 100% a way to waste money. And the way yeah. that I look at gambling is, is that you, you, if you do find yourself in one of those environments, don't go as a last resort, of course. Don't go as like, oh man, you know, I need to win. Don't bring your life right. savings with you. Like bring a certain amount of play money. Just say yeah, this is yeah. enough to have some fun. To see how these slot machines work, maybe I want to play the Golden Girl slot machine, you know, that and see. I get. Yeah, yes, I, I totally understand that. You know, mm-hmm. um, having you know your hundred bucks or whatever you brought with you to Vegas just to fuck around and have fun. Right. Right, right, right. Um, but the intense, uh, yeah, that stuff freaks me out. Right. When people are like, "Oh yeah, I'm the, uh, <laughs> I need this to get home," like. It's a it's a classic sitcom trope, but it happens in real life too. People really yeah. do just like, you know, get taken to the cleaners by uh gambling their life savings away. I tell you what, one of the best things, one of the best feelings, like uh this happened to me one time and it was a casino uh that's in one of the Chicago suburbs where we went to meet some friends because they had a nice buffet there, and this is of course in the before times. And we went yeah. to meet some friends and we got there a little early. And so I had 10 bucks and I'm like, well, I just want to check out this machine, see how it goes, you know? Right. So I put 10 bucks in there and it kicked back enough. I was able to pay for the buffet for all four of us at that, at that point. Wow. And I'm That's like, awesome. Yeah. And it's just, you got to know, like, all right, this is it. I'm not going to be like, yeah. yeah, let's double it. Let it ride. No, 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 no. You get your money back. You put that money in your pocket. You got a meal. Yeah. You got a meal. That's it. And you just you have a story to tell. You yes, know, that's all it I'm, is. I'm with you. I think we're we're kind of the same on that mm-hmm. type of thing. Um, but yeah, so that's been Pokemon news. Pokemon. <laughs> what a weird <laughs> tangent we went along with that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so now we got movie news. It's about Sorry. friendship, guys. It's about yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, the Dune. We can cover Dune real quick because. The the news on Dune is that the this Dune came out last weekend. Mm-hmm. I'm saying Dune a lot. Dune. Dune. Uh, Dune came out this last weekend. Uh, it was on HBO Max and in theaters, and did well enough. Um, I think I read that it has already made its money back. I think the budget was about 165 million, which is not as much as I thought it would be mm. for that type of movie. Um, so they made the money back. They've greenlit a sequel. That's coming soon. 2023 is when they're uh, <clears throat> trying to get it in theaters. I'm amazed that they did not film these back to back. Same. You know, I, I sense saw somebody talking about it. They were they were like, this would be like filming Lord of the Rings 
without having plans for Fellowship or Return of the King, or, or rather uh, Two Towers or Return of the King. Right. Like, now, I, I don't know... I mean, I don't know how far... I know there are a lot of Dune books. I don't know how far they'll go into that series, but I know that this first movie is part of the first book. It's not even all of the first book. So I'm amazed that they didn't film all of the first book, basically. The director said, um, because they the, the studio did try to pressure him initially into adapting the full book. And he fought tooth and nail and said, there's no oh. way. Because the first movie tried to do that, you know, other directors. I... Yeah, I don't. I'm not saying he should do that. I'm saying I'm surprised he didn't film it as multiple sequels back to back. Yeah, yeah. I'm just giving a little color. So he oh, um, okay, basically just wanted to do it his way, and they they told him like, you, "We're not going to guarantee a second movie because there's a chance this could absolutely blow up in our faces. We're not going <laughs> to sign up to a sequel right away." And then of course it did well. They went ahead and greenlit the sequel immediately because apparently I was reading that this got more eyes on it on HBO Max than uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League when that debuted. Basically, anything else they've had like on the... wasn't that like their record-breaking movie exactly. at that time? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's so, a big movie. I will say I tried watching it. I got very bored, and I stopped. Um, and it was about uh, 45 minutes in, mm-hmm. I think, when I just kind of tapped out. Maybe I'll go back to it. Maybe I won't. Um, it's beautiful. The cast is wonderful. I just was, it's this, I had the same issue with the book. I was really bored. Yeah. I agree with you on the book and I, I agree with on the, with you on the first movie too. I tried, but when I tried to watch that first movie, it had been long enough where it just looked completely dated and all the actors. Oh, I meant this movie. No, 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 I hear you. But I'm saying, okay, like, sorry. when I, I tried to watch the first movie, and, of course, it had Patrick Stewart in there. I'm like, that's weird. You know, it had uh, Al yeah. from Quantum Leap. I'm like, eh, what's what's he doing in this? That's strange. And I can never really commit to it because I'm just completely taken out of it by the bad special effects. Bad now. I'm sure they were great at the time. Um, but, yeah, I just couldn't get into it. So, uh, in fact, there was another attempt to make this movie uh, by Alejandro uh, Jodorowsky. Uh, I'm just butchering his last name. Okay. And this is, this is so infamous. This, uh, this translation of this book, they tried to turn into a film. They made a documentary about the making of a film that didn't even, even get released. And it's, it's won awards. So <laughs> like just to give you an idea, just how much pressure it is on these directors, these producers to make, uh, to, to adapt Dune. It just seems like the, the undoable thing. You know, yeah, that's the that's the whole like lore of it. That sorry, was <laughs> um, <clears throat> sorry that it's a it's a film that can't be or a book that can't be adapted. Right. Um, that's been a big part of this. So the fact that he did it successfully, that this director who's directed a lot of great films. I mean, Arrival was one of my favorite films of that year that it came out with 2016. Mm-hmm. Um. He did the newest Blade Runner. He did Prisoners. Like, he's a great director. So I'm not surprised that he did well on this. I just couldn't. I couldn't. I was bored. Maybe it was my mindset. I need to go back. I need to, you know, try to finish it, especially before they pull it off HBO Max. Yeah. I mean, um, it's. I can understand it not being for everybody. D and I really enjoyed it. Um, it was, like you said, visually captivating. Um, I'm glad it exists. Yeah. And I'm glad that they're making sequels, whether or not I loved it or not, or was super into it. I'm glad that there's this is going to be a thing. Right on. Right yeah. On. So. But yeah, so the sequel has been greenlit. Greenlit. Um, like I said, I, I had a hard time getting into it, but I know plenty of people who absolutely loved it. And it seems like a lot of people who are really into the book enjoyed this adaptation. That mm-hmm. makes me happy. I'm glad that it it turned out well for them, because uh, that can obviously we know can go very badly. Yeah, yeah. Not only is the uh, the sequel greenlit, it's it's fast tracked. They have it scheduled for October 2023. Barring Which you mean they need to film like now, beginning of next year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. Technically now, although because he has this planned, they're probably pretty close to being done with the script. I'm hoping. Yeah. Which hopefully. you mean? They, if they can clear the schedules, 
early next year. I don't know. Um, but yeah, great cast. Mm-hmm. Like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, both of these news stories are Batman-related. Bat, Batverse. I don't know why I said it that way. <laughs> anyway. Here we go. Uh, Batgirl movie. This is the HBO Max film hmm. that's starring Leslie Grace um, as Batgirl has just signed Brendan Fraser. Man, I keep forgetting that exists. You know? Yes, I did too. He's going to play firefly that's cool yeah i want to see him as a villain i think that'd be fun as fuck i wonder if they're gonna see gm as firefly because at least based on what i know of firefly from the animated series and uh the uh the animated spinoffs back in the day you never really see firefly out of costume he's always just like full head to toe in the firefly get up yeah, I'm guessing they'll do like a vulture type situation like they did with Spider-Man mm. where it'll be, you know, him suited up and then like like they did with Keaton, you know? Yeah. Like this is such a great actor. They're going to want to utilize him. Boy. And even more interesting, this this casting news is, I guess, it, it seems like it's coming kind of late in the game. Yeah. So maybe he's already working on it and they're just announcing it now, but... They said it's supposed I mean, to come out on HBO Max sometime next year. It's really like flying under the radar, mm-hmm. um, which kind of makes me hopeful for it because there's not too much hype around it, right? right. You know, right. like that's rare nowadays. I wonder too where this is going to fit in the overall tapestry of you know their various multiverses that they have going on. Like, uh, will we see J.K. Simmons back as uh, as Commissioner Gordon? I would love that, but I don't think it's going to happen. No. Obviously. Who's playing Gordon in the the Battenson? Oh, um, oh my god, it's our guy from uh from Westworld. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. Okay. Oh god, I can't remember. Yeah, completely escapes. Lawrence? Right? No, that's not. It. <laughs> anyway. 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 He's in the- um the other what? No, it's Jeffrey Wright. That's his name. Jeffrey Wright. I was... I got the last name correct. Anyway. So, this is the second bit of Batman news. And this is the one, no offense to Brendan Fraser, but I am really fucking, like, I would be so pumped about this. And they were asking, because Kristen Stewart is out doing her um, campaigning for the movie Spencer, where she plays Princess Diana. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, by the way, she will probably win the Oscar for it. I'm calling that now. You guys can come back to this later. Um, they were asking her about Robert Pattinson as Batman, and she was basically, it was like suggested to her that like she play in those movies and then playing Joker. Mm. And she was like, oh yeah, I love the energy behind that. Be She's cool. like, I would love to do that. Guys, I I kind of need this. Like, I need this to happen. If they can, I, I think that they're kind of not really on the worst terms, hopefully. Um, and it's been a long time since they broke up and that whole situation was really messed up. I really want to see that. I I would love to see a woman, especially like a great, you know, I mean, I'm look, even if it's not Kristen Stewart, I'm just kind of sold on the idea of the Joker being completely different. If we're going to see the Joker again, mm-hmm. and it's kind of hard to do Batman without the Joker at this point in our culture, let's change it up. Like, like have Kate Blanchett do it. Have Tilda Swinton do it. Are you have familiar so- with yeah. that story that they're they're uh, they're trying to manifest uh, kind of halfway in this in this scenario. The Flashpoint. Yeah. Yes, I am aware of Flashpoint. Yeah, I, I love Flashpoint. Mm. Batman, Flashpoint, whatever. That that spinoff was great. Um, and super fucked up. Yeah. And amazing. Yeah, I I want that. I want that. Like even and you know it doesn't have to be exactly Flashpoint. It doesn't have to be that story. Which I don't really want to say because I don't want to ruin that for anyone but 
Yeah, like even if it's just like a random person in the way that we don't usually know the Joker's identity, just have someone different play it. I don't want to see any more dudes playing the Joker. Right. That's, we're going to see him. <laughs> you know, if they went that, that direction now, all these people that have, uh, you know, taken the Joker and made him this. Uh, yes. Yeah. They that they would be like, oh, look, they got another one from us. Another another gender swap. Another race swap. Oh, man. Here we go again. It's like, all right, look. That's a half the fun. Yeah. <laughs> that is half the fun. Yeah. They're going to be fucking pissed. That's exciting. Ruin their day. Ruin their childhood. Let's do it. Come on, guys. Let's do it. Ruin their fucking childhood. Like, you know, that we, we haven't always had white men as the Joker. Cesar Romero, famously. Yeah. yeah. In 1966, one of, uh, one of the best iterations of the Joker. Kevin Michael Richardson voiced the Joker in The Batman. That cartoon. So. Yeah. Would that be the first iteration of the Joker on screen? The 66? I think so. I mean. Yeah. Unless there was somebody in like the the silent film, um, which I don't, I've never uh-uh. even seen. You know, that would be too early for Batman. Well, no, they they had a they had a Batman silent film before the the sixty six. It was black and white. You know, really. Mm-hmm. I've never seen it though. I've seen like little clips of it when uh, you know, they show those DC Comics documentaries. Like, oh, you know, we go back far with the cinema history of Batman. It's I like, thought they were all talkies by then, though. Hmm. Maybe it was a cost-saving measure. Who knows? Oh, that's true. There was a and there was a time where people were like, nobody's gonna want to hear anyone talk, and it's in the cinema. What are you crazy? They they go here to hear music and get scared by trains. Like, no, they're they're just listening to jazz, just watching things on screen. That's one of my favorite things about the history of of film. Where they're like, there was a period of time where they're like, no one's going to want to see anything in color. Like, <laughs> fuck color. They just want black and white. What is this Wizard of Oz Technicolor shit? That sounds no. like the rant of a lazy person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's just like anything else. Like, there's always there are always going to be people, and they're usually executives, who do not have any, any like, innovative thoughts. They can't see ahead, you know, that there were, you know, people who were like radios going to be forever. People are never people are never going to have television sets in their home. People are never going to have computers in their home. Like you hear these stories time and time again. It's so ridiculous to me that like how how often it happens. And I feel like we're all kind of guilty of it to a degree. But yeah, I try to be mindful about that. Like at my at my day job, I'm the one that's like, you know, because when they have like system updates or something like that or, hey, we have a new procedure we want you guys to start using to kind of future proof what we do here. I try to be the voice of reason and say, I understand things evolve, they change, but it's just human nature to just thrash against it. Because once you get a pattern right. down, you want to continue doing that pattern. That's, you know. That's our monkey yeah. brain. We want to keep doing the pattern and getting the getting the reward at the end. And then oh this- yeah, you're you're literally just describing like my entire workout routine now. Like <laughs> I have monkey brain that's like you work out, you get little serotonin, happy. Mm-hmm. Right. Then you, then you eat buffalo chicken wrap. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Complete monkey brain. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like it is it is interesting to me how that happens throughout history but yeah um so anyway that was as far as movie news that was the more uplifting or interesting news now we're gonna get into the bad shit and we're going to try to handle this in the most respectful way possible frankly i don't know if we can do much worse than the discourse of people on the internet and you know, making their little fucking comments about the situation. I'm embarrassed by it, honestly. I really am. Because I am not surprised, but disappointed for sure. I know that know? he's not the best guy in the world. I know that, you know, he has said some incredibly derogatory things about the former president. You know, love love it or hate it. I know right. that, you know, we we personally 
have uh, questioned uh, the sanity of the situation that he's in at home uh, with his ever-growing tribe of children. But that's neither here nor there. Right. I can't imagine experiencing what Alec Baldwin went through. Yeah, this last week. This last week. Um, okay, so let's explain this for anyone who doesn't know. Okay, so Alec Baldwin is for you know, there might be some people who know, don't know who Alec Baldwin is. He is an I would consider an iconic actor who's been acting for a very long time. He's been in great films um in this later part of his career, one of my favorite things, one of Matt's favorite things he's done is 30 Rock. Mm-hmm. Um, he, regardless of how you feel about him personally, politically, he's an amazingly talented actor. He is. Um, he's also done some great stuff on SNL. Like he, he is naturally so incredibly talented and so funny um, that he has his own SNL best of. Never was a cast member, but no. you can buy a DVD of the best of Alec Baldwin. So yeah, just just to give people some context, uh, he was shooting a film. Oh God, I'm sorry, I, I use that. It, that's a common uh, phrase for filming. I did not mean it in that way. No, totally. He was filming a movie called Rust. Um, also, Jensen Ackles of Supernatural is in this film mm-hmm. as well. I don't know if he was on set when this happened, but uh, they were in New Mexico filming and Alec Baldwin was drawing his revolver across his body and then pointing it at the camera, a camera, during rehearsal on the set of Rust. The weapon fired and it struck the cinematographer of the film, uh, Helena Hutchins was her name uh, in the chest. She was 42 years old. She was killed in this accidental shooting, as far as we know, is purely accidental. Um, it wounded the director, Joel Souza, as well. Uh, he <laughs> so there was an affidavit that said now this is. There are stories, and it seems to be kind of confirmed that they were using non-union crew because right. it was a independent small film, mm-hmm. and that's <clears throat> that's you know problematic for sure. Yeah, um, we have unions for a reason. They're you know they're they're important. Um, so according to the affidavit, um. Baldwin was handed a prop gun. He was told it was unloaded. And these are, you know, there are sworn affidavits of props and other people on set who told him it was unloaded, who went through the protocol of saying it was safe. They call it a a cold gun on on set. Cold gun, yes. Yes. Joel stated, uh, the director, that... Uh, stated that they had Alex sitting in a pew in a church, the building setting. He was practicing a cross draw. Joel said he was looking over his shoulder, the shoulder of Hutchins, the cinematographer who was killed, when he heard a sound that sounded like a whip and a loud pop. Hutchins was shot in the chest area. And then Joel vaguely remembers Hutchins complaining about her stomach, grabbing her midsection. Joel also said Hutchins began to stumble backwards and she was assisted to the ground. Hutchins um, said she could not feel her legs. Reed Russell, a cameraman who was standing next to her at the time, said in the affidavit, a distraught Baldwin was photographed on Saturday outside of a hotel in Santa Fe, embracing and talking to Matt Hutchins, the husband of Helena Hutchins and their nine-year-old son. Um, no one has been charged so far. This is, um, I'm still reading news about this. I will say that. Yeah. Um, I have seen people within the industry constantly talking about safety and how there's crews being overworked. Um, not enough safety protocols in, in check. Everyone's tired and things get missed. And if you are working on something like this, that could mean 
death. Yeah. Um, however, it's, um, I have been reading things. There's more to this story mm-hmm. that I think we are going to learn as this this investigation unfolds. It sounds like, and this is not normal at all, whoever had these guns was just at random times, like they would just have target practice on set. With oh, real, wow. Yeah. Why was there live ammunition? And that's, this is what I was, re- you know, I was reading this of like industry insiders type of thing. So mm-hmm. treat that, that particular thing like a blind item or a, an unknown source. But I think criminal charges will come down on this. It's just a question of when, what the circumstances are. The district attorney hasn't ruled out criminal charges. Yeah. But one one thing is common with people in the industry, people who have worked on movies, people who have, uh, you know, handled prop items like that. No one on that side, no one on that end is blaming Baldwin for this at all. He was doing his job. He was told it was a safe prop that he had in his hands. And unfortunately, he was misled. I mean, that's that's the bottom line. It's it's a matter of finding out where it fell apart at this point. Yes. And that is for the investigation. And I, I mean, I fucking hate the way people have been making jokes about it or, you know, poking at Affleck or um, I'm sorry, Alec Baldwin. Yeah. Um, I, I just, it's disgusting. It really is. It's awful. And, and he's going to have to live with that now. Right. And I also keep thinking, you know, this woman, she lost or, or, or her child is nine years old and he lost his mother. Her husband lost his wife. And then there's the additional thing of like, then you, you, Alec Baldwin, have to go home to your family and your children having live and have to live with that. Um, and it's purely accidental, you know, but you still carry guilt. You still have yeah. a conscious. I will say that I have seen the pictures of him breaking down. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was outside of like the sheriff's office, I believe, or something like that. And it's, you can't see that and think that he doesn't have, like, this isn't weighing heavily on him. I mean, I'd be inconsolable. That's just it. I mean, he looks distraught. He looks distraught. And of course, you know, when the story came out, people automatically were reminded of the situation with, uh, Brandon Lee while filming the crow where it was a very similar situation um, preceding the scene that he shot or that, that they filmed rather um, there was a prop gun loaded with improperly made dummy rounds that had the, uh, the powder removed from them. And the reason why they did it that way, which was not the norm was because they wanted the rounds to look authentic. Uh, you know, when they did a close up on the gun. Right. And uh, unfortunately, you know, even even in situations like that, um, the uh, yeah, it, it, it misfired and we lost Brandon Lee. So this seems like it was probably a actual live round, not goodness. even a like a malfunctioning round, but a live round. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're it's still very early in the investigation. I think at worst, um, Alec Baldwin will be charged with like in like a manslaughter charge. I, I don't fucking think that, uh, I, I mean, I don't believe in, in charges on him for this at all. Um, if there's any, you know, nefarious thing going on, like through the prop, people or something like and i and i don't even i don't even know the circumstances with them like i i just i'm very hesitant to to throw out any blame to anything like right now because it's such a weird shitty situation and yeah i i just think it needs to be fully investigated we need to know exactly what happened before Mm -hmm. we can throw that out there and it's it's really fucked up yeah. The way people have been treating Alec over this. It really is. And, you know, usually in situations like these, you know, tragedy strikes, you know, 
um, folks kind of get a little over uh, over obsessed with this sort of thing, you know, especially if it doesn't really have anything to do with them directly. But I think clarity is so important in this situation because yeah. we want to avoid something like this happening anytime in the future. If, if it's worn out uh, crew, that needs to be addressed. If it's non-union crew, that needs to be addressed. Somewhere along the line, the safety protocols broke down and yeah. the life was lost. And it was really freaking weird because I saw some people being like, and, and of course it's Twitter discourse. They were like, oh, if it was Mel Gibson or Clint Eastwood, like they were basically naming conservative people, mm-hmm. I guess. I don't know if Mel Gibson is conservative or if he's just an asshole, but whatever. <laughs> like and they were naming them. They're like, you wouldn't be defending them. I'm like, the fuck I wouldn't. I would feel terrible for them. I really don't care if it's like a Clint Eastwood who's, you know, a notorious right wing person. I don't I wouldn't care. I would feel awful for him. Right. If this happened on his set and happened to him, you know, like it's just some circumstances just fucking suck. And this is I mean, I'm not usually one to be like, hey, we can't make this political. But this seems like a thing that we shouldn't make political in that sense. Right. You know? Yeah. It's malfunctioning equipment. You get or you get, negligence. Or negligence. You put, Either, you put yeah. yourself in the shoes of the person that's being affected. Or the person yeah. that, you know. And you can't you can't put politics you can't wedge politics into that. It doesn't matter. It's so just insensitive. Yeah, so callous. I agree. It's awful. It's awful. Um, it's just a terrible story. The more we learn about it, it's the worse it get. The worse it gets. I've actually broke the day. That story broke the day after we recorded last week. Mm-hmm. So that's why it wasn't featured in last week's show at all, because it was like Wednesday morning when we yeah. found out about that. But I'm I'm um I I prefer <clears throat> it this way simply because there's been so much information yeah. that has been clarified since the initial report came out. So. Um, it's, it, it's, it's, it benefits us to get a more robust story, uh, of what's going on than just, Hey, this happened. This is crazy. More as it develops, you know, I prefer it this way. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. It's still a lot. It is. Um, but you know, like, I mean, there's still a lot we need to figure out as far as like what all happened, but I agree. We do know more than we knew. Mm hmm before (sighs) okay so i guess that's just wall of weird left now yeah that's it wall of weird yeah yeah okay i'm trying to find a new article because i got locked out of that article Uh oh maybe i'm not you you looked at it a couple times (laughs) and it's like oh you gotta pay us now i don't know if it's that or if it's just the article itself okay i got it here i can i can read it Okay. Yeah, go for it. This is an update, guys. This is an update on the family that was killed under or died of mysterious circumstances. Remember we were talking about they were hiking and they were all in a weird position, mm-hmm. sitting away from each other, everything like that? Well, they've given a cause of death for that particular story in San Francisco. Okay. And it turns out, it says, this is an unfortunate and tragic event due to the weather. Yes. Mariposa County authorities believe Ellen Chung... Jonathan Garish and their one-year-old daughter, Miji, and their dog, Oski, uh, went on an August 15th hike on Heights Cove Trail Loop. Hyperthermia occurs when body temperature rises to dangerous levels. The causes of death were determined through autopsies, toxicology reports, and investigation, Briez said, the investigator. Heat-related deaths are extremely difficult to investigate, and I want to thank you all for being patient with us as we investigated this case as I've mentioned, the Garris Chung family have been our top priority as we dealt with this horrible event. Yeah, um, I I find it weird. I still find it weird that they all died of dehydration at like the same time, so close together. Right. I would think that not that it's impossible for them to all die, but that they would one would be f- much further away. Um, rather like, cause 
in my brain, if I feel that like we're starting, it's really bad. Wouldn't one person go further ahead to get help or to get their phone working? Or I don't know. It's just it's a it's a weird story. Well, you know, I don't know. Maybe they ran out of water, forgot to bring water. But it says that when they started their hike, the temperature was 74 degrees, only to see the thermostat rocket up to 109 by the afternoon. That is fucking insane. Yeah. And it says they succumbed to the heat and lack of water on a steep stretch of switchbacks with no shade. So they probably just sat down out of exhaustion thinking, Mm. let's take a break. And that's why they they were passed out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, All around the same time. That's so sad. But it's awful. I'm 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 relieved that they got some closure finally of what what that was. That was just so eerie the way that they were sitting, you know, kind of separate from each other. And like we mentioned, no one called, you know, anybody saying, hey, we have an emergency here. They thought they could just sit down and wait it out, apparently. And it did not go their way. Yeah. I mean, Hiking is a big thing right now. Like, it's a thing that people do for sport, for fun, whatever. You really need to know what you're doing. Um, you need to do a lot of research. Yeah. You need to be mind- and not, not to not to blame them in any way. They're, this is an accident. It's awful. Mm-hmm. But in trying to prevent accidents like this from happening again, you know, do your best to research ahead of time. Yeah. And also, if you start to feel weird... Even if it's like a, you think it's a bit of an overreaction, call someone, do something about it. Yeah. You know? Shoot. I saw I, this, this, by the way, this little like tip that was saying if you, your phone's dying, but you're out like somewhere, um, and you're worried about your location or whatever, uh, change your voicemail to name your location, like your coordinates or whatever, where oh. you're at, so that if someone calls your phone, they know the last place you were. That's a good tip. It's a good idea. Yeah. 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 So I personally wouldn't have bought my dog and baby going on this type of trip, but I got to say, man, I've gone out hiking in the woods and stuff in the summer with my, you know, sister-in-law and all the little, ki- all the kids. Mm-hmm. And that was right when my youngest niece was born. Hmm. Um, we didn't go on like a mountainous type trip like this, but we went out into the woods and I got a tick on me and everything. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah. like it's, it's weird. Like you, you know, you do things, you do go on like this, like there's a bike trail nearby or whatever. Sure. But I'm talking I'm, about going on like a hike hike, you know, I, I know, I don't know the specifics of what they had planned, what they were going to do. I, I mean, it, it seems like a lot to me as well. It does not sound like something I would personally do. No. Um, definitely not without like a lot of water and a plan. And I, I mean, I don't know. Um, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm, I mean, hope it doesn't give them any peace, but I hope that their family at least now has some closure. Yeah. Yeah. Cause a mystery like that, you know, you're hoping. You're hoping automatically there's no foul play involved or, or something nefarious that you didn't know about your family members, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, closure is, is definitely. I feel a good like thing. the only scenario of foul play would be like a poison situation. Right. Like they tested that all out, and like like a, um, a family annihilator poison type of situation, but that, that wasn't the case. Just a really, really shitty circumstances. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, immediately, my mind went to that when we first discussed the story. Like, did they all... Yeah. Did one or, or both parents decide to take all their lives or something? But then the yeah, fact that the dog like, had had passed, too. I mean, you know, I a well, dog's that, not going to necessarily drink poison, you know, in well, the same if you, fashion. If you spiked a food or water I could see it. Yeah. If they if it couldn't sense it, Ugh. you know. No. Yeah. Family annihilators are fucked. Mhm. It's like I went into I'm going we're going to go into debt. We're going to lose the house. Why don't I kill everyone? What? No. Don't what do that. Doing? What the no. fuck? Why don't like like well, I can't afford to have the second car. Why don't I kill my kids? What? No. That's How did you did 
What? Call J.G. Wentworth before you do that shit, man. Don't fucking... There's a million other steps before that. Yeah. The fuck? Fucking weirdos. Fucking weirdos. But anyway, that's the wall of weird. That is the wall of weird. And this has been a, an episode chock full of highs and lows. And we hope you guys yeah. have enjoyed listening. Um, if you would like to follow us on the social media, you can check us out at Lex and Matt across the board. And, of course, if you want to support us to continue to do what we're doing, check us out. Patreon.com slash Lex and Matt. There are many episodes there. There are stories. There are all kind of things for you to get involved in. You might even get a thing or two if you donate at the right uh, at the right level there. You might even get a little physical something or other in the mail. So Yeah. At the very least, you will get access to our Discord, which is lots of fun. And, you know, we mentioned it earlier. We throw things in there. They're just... Fun little chats. Mm-hmm. Making of and, and little, you know, hey, this didn't make the episode, but we want to talk about it, so we're going to talk about it with you guys, you know. All yeah, that plus you stuff. can send stuff to us, and we might talk about it on the show. That's also, always an yeah. option. I'm sure our Discord people already know that, but, yeah, we we will read stuff if you're interested in sending us that. Indeed, indeed. So, once again, thank you, all of you, for listening, for spending some time with us. I'm Matt Peters. And I'm Lex Lutz. Be excellent to each other, I guess it's my turn. It is. Bye.